0: I think Peter and Krista really hit the nail on the head there. In both cases, Peter talking about the head being right. In other words, getting your priorities straight. Now, words, the external. We have to deal with, it, with the external. But Krista touched on what's in the heart. And that's really beautiful. Because sitting at the Lord's feet is really the key. When we open our Bibles, we can open it to study. And that's mostly what I do. But there needs to be that time and that sense Even if you're studying for a Bible study, of sitting at the Lord's feet. He's telling us about Himself.
1: Welcome to the Patterns of Truth podcast, the place for casual discussion of biblical principles and difficult questions that face the Christian believer. We believe that the Bible can speak to today's issues, giving us the wisdom and the courage we need for our lives. We are so glad that you are joining us, and you can always find us at PatternsOfTruth.org.
2: Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining the Patterns of Truth podcast. I'm Patricia, your host for today, and this episode is called What We're Reading. Instead of having a guest, as we normally do, it's just going to be the podcast team today, Peter, Krista, Roy, and myself. Today we'll chat about any book of the Bible or books about the Bible that we're currently reading and share what we're learning from them. As always, our goal on this podcast is to fight against compartmentalizing our faith. And instead, we want to have conversations which encourage us to apply the word of God to our lives every day as God intended. So hey Krista. Hey Peter. Hey Roy. Let's just jump right into our conversation. Let's share really quickly. Um, what book of the Bible? or a book about the Bible are you currently reading
3: sure um so a book of the bible I'm reading right now is ephesians I've been enjoying reading it slowly um, about taking one chapter a week and uh, with a commentary and trying to absorb it more uh, trying to memorize a verse from each chapter I haven't been memorizing a verse from each chapter but uh, mostly um and a book, uh, about the Bible, I guess technically um, it's a practical book. I'm reading and uh, enjoy reading it. Uh, it's uh, called Discipline of a Godly Man. It's by Kent Hughes. Uh, it's a, been a fun, um, fun read and uh, also thought provoking. Uh, and it's uh, it's great because it, each chapter is a different topic, so um, becomes it's very engaging that way too. Yeah.
2: Cool. Nice. Krista, what about you?
4: Oh, well, um, to be honest, I'm not reading very many books right now outside of history for school assignments, (laughs) 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 but I am uh, studying the book of Esther in the Bible Mm. and I'm using a study guide to help me with that. So I've been enjoying that. Cool.
2: Nice. All right, Roy, what about you?
0: I've been recently reading uh, Revelation,
5: heavy. which has
0: been a challenge. <laughs> That's heavy <And> stuff. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very interesting. I think I've learned a lot of lessons that I'd like to share here as time goes on. I was prompted to read it recently because uh, several people asked me to go through it with them. So this has been a small, active Bible study. A lot of questions being asked, a lot of discussions, and that's a highly recommended uh, environment because you get to learn what you don't know. So it, it's been exciting and uh, uh, been very helpful.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a heavy book. All right, so for me, um, it's funny because I'm also studying, well, with, yeah, with people at church. The Book of Revelation, but on my own, I'm reading Ephesians too, Peter. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, I've been reading through. It. I don't know. I just came across like I was reading some verses, and I was like, I feel like I've read these verses a million times, but like I haven't really paid that much mm-hmm. attention. Like yeah, and like almost like you get that feeling like Have I read this book before?" <laughs> and I really think that's just the Lord, right, making you appreciate it. So I'm going through Ephesians, um, but then I'm also reading this book called Peacemaker. Um, a Biblical Guide to Resolving Personal Conflict by Ken Sandy or Ken Sand, not sure. And I'm almost finished with this. So um, it has been a great read. I've loved every single chapter, which is encouraging. So quickly going backwards, what drew you to this book, Roy? Your book, the book of Revelation. I know you said people ask you questions, but yeah. I'm sure you've studied it before. But what drew you to the book this time?
0: Actually, I was asked to go through it with a few people. And it's just kind of odd, I suppose. Maybe it's not odd because questions about end times have been coming up a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so over the last several years, a few years actually, I've gone through it three times. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this is interesting to mention because every time I learn something new, I see something mm-hmm. that I hadn't seen before. In Mm -hmm. fact, my wife was chiding me the other day because in a Bible study that uh, I had gone through before with certain people, I said, well, last time we went through this book, I told you this, but now I I don't think that's true anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So um, if you want to be humbled... Uh, just go through a book of the Bible seriously with people who have a lot of questions. That's wow! Nice. Yeah, that's and especially
2: it. with the book of revelation, it's uh definitely can be a tough one. So definitely a challenge. All right, Chris. So what about you? What drew you to the book um, about Esther that you're using with the book of Esther?
4: Well, I've read Esther several times, but I've mm-hmm. never really done a study on, on her. Mm-hmm. And I love the way You see the Lord working throughout the entire book, Hmm. but not in a way that you see him in the other books of the Bible. Hmm. And so I I wanted to dig deeper into that and just look for ways that I could apply, you know, those times when you don't feel like you're hearing from him, but you see him moving Hmm. Yeah, to to be able to, to look for those things and to be able to hear his voice better.
2: That's really good. We definitely all go through those times. Wow. So, Peter, what about you?
3: Yeah. So, I've not been interested really on in the book of Ephesians per se, but uh, I've been a part of a men's group, and uh, our group decided to study the book of Ephesians, which is highly recommend if you're struggling with studying the Word of God. Join a group, and uh, you'll encourage each other, and uh, you'll get more motivated about studying the word of God, Mm -hmm. uh, and you can share each other thoughts about uh, what you've read um, and learn from each other, like Roy was saying.
2: (laughs) Yes. What about principles of a godly man?
3: Yeah. So I love listening to audiobooks. I'm actually not a very avid reader, but I love listening to audiobooks because... Uh, I can take, you know, I use my time wisely when I'm driving or folding sure. the laundry or mowing the lawn. So mm-hmm. this is one of the books I uh, noticed while I was searching for a book on, on the app and I found it. I heard about it before. I don't remember mm-hmm. from whom. So I started listening to it
5: mm-hmm. and I
3: bought the book too. Okay. Uh, but I really listened to it not read it <laughs> but it's good okay. to have the reference just if you want to go yeah. back
2: so the book um, looks like new
3: huh yeah it's pretty new there's nothing in it you know okay. no highlights or anything.
2: it still counts it yeah. still counts yeah it's funny you say that too Peter because I I love reading In theory, well, in practice, but I don't have a lot of time. Like Chris and I were talking about this before, like as educators, we are doing a lot of other reading for other things. So sometimes it's just hard to sit down and read another deep thing again. It just feels like there's no space in the brain after a certain time of day. Um, So I love audiobooks too. And podcasts, you know, ironically, too, because I feel like it's the easiest way sometimes to like pump information into your head when you're driving right on that commute but also like when you can be doing other things at the same time so i've just been finding like i went through that period of time when i didn't read a lot of things and then i was like what am i doing i grew up on audiobooks so um i'm with you on that one because i just feel like there are just phases in our lives we go through and we just change up the way we do things i like to do it with the bible too like sometimes Mm -hmm. when i read it like with my eyes and then I listen to it, it's like you hear something different at times. And it makes me think about how God's people would be in the temple and they would just read the scriptures, right? And then, even the same thing with like when the apostle Paul would send a letter, they would just read it. And not sometimes I feel like we pick things apart a lot, like we do the deep, deep study, but sometimes you just need to hear it like in its totality. That's one of the reasons right. why I love audiobooks. So. Just to gain that appreciation as well.
3: I definitely encourage anyone who haven't tried it before to try listening to audiobooks. It can be life changing, especially yeah. if you're busy. Um, mm-hmm. Most of us are in the workforce, so we spend a lot of time at work, and we don't have enough time to, right. uh, like you said, exhausted at the end of the day. Um, right. But we can take the time that we have because it's passive listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, while we're doing work, uh, listen Mm -hmm. to something that's edifying.
2: Right. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we're going to just get a little bit deeper. And anybody, you could talk about the book of the Bible you're reading in reference to this question or the book about the Bible. So how has the book that you're reading exposed an area in your life where growth needs to take place? So how has the book exposed an area of a life where some... Growth needs to take place. You just notice that there are some gaps that need to be addressed. So um, maybe think about one thing.
4: I think the biggest thing that I've seen is to slow down and be <laughs> still, and listen. <laughs> you know, and I'm trying to carve out time to spend with him. And, you know, it's just showing me how much I need that. Hmm. Right. I need, I need to quiet my mind and get all of these responsibilities that are constantly calling, pulling me away. Hmm. Uh, and uh, just really, just my spirit needs that so much. That's really good. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh, that's so, yeah, that's so good. I'm, I'm thinking about that myself. <laughs> Roy, what about you? How does the book of Revelation expose an area of your life where growth needs to take place?
0: Yeah, uh, but mostly that is in relationship to uh, how I approach Scripture. Mm. Uh, and three things actually come to mind, if I can remember them now. You know, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the important things is how important the whole of Scripture is to be mm. taken as a whole. So many people make mistakes in Revelation because they're not well enough acquainted with the Old Testament. And this comes out in the symbolism well, it comes out in many ways, actually, mm-hmm. but um the symbols in revelation really throw people off. But if we go back to the Old Testament, most of those symbols are found there, and actually there's often a description of what the symbol means. So the number one thing is to realize how much the Bible is a whole book. <clears throat> Now, the second thing related to that is reading carefully. You know, you you want to get through. And so I make mistakes when I read too quickly. Mm. And uh, so, because I like to get through. I think we we all have this tendency, well, we've got the task Mm. at hand and we want to get it done. Right. And Revelation is so subtle. I think this is another thing that trips people up, that the words that are used and the, the phrases that are used uh, have to be weighed carefully
5: mm-hmm.
0: and because it's so easy to make mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I could give you examples of, you know, people that have written other commentaries that have made mistakes simply because they didn't read carefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, another problem. And finally, there's a very important mental or spiritual attitude, and this comes back to the humility, you have to be able to say, I really missed that. Mm. And so I think so often we get so taken up with our interpretations, our ideas, that we forget that it's scripture mm. that's inspired, not our interpretation. And so uh, we need to be able to, like I was saying earlier, um, about how my wife chides me because I I keep changing the what I think a certain passage (laughs) means uh, you have to be able to do that. So part of that is realizing that uh, revelation is really the last book of the Bible and it draws together so many, so many threads.
2: Yeah. And the Lord is always teaching us. It never ends.
0: Right. You know,
2: what we thought we knew. It's funny you said that, Roy, because that was exactly the same feeling I had um, about the book of Ephesians. Um, It's funny because when I was reading Peacemaker, um, which is about conflict resolution, right? I mean, the author always refers to like, you know, we have to depend on the Lord in order to be able to resolve conflicts the way the Lord wants us to. And we have to depend on the scriptural principles. And, but I was feeling it's weird how like, you can read a book about the Bible that refers to the Bible, but I was feeling really down. Cause I was like, how am I supposed to do all this stuff? This is heavy. Right. And, Then I was reading Ephesians and just the verses, especially, I think it's in chapter three, that talks about being strengthened with might by, and it's like his spirit. So the Father's spirit in the inner man. And I remember when I came across this verse, like that verse actually helped me to, I guess, read the peacemaker book with a, I guess, with hope with a refreshed understanding, like, wait, I can't actually do these things on my own. It's the Lord strengthening me. And he's the one who can help me to live up to his standard, to do things the way that he would do, right? The Lord says, love your enemies. Like, we don't have that. right? We don't naturally do that. But the Lord gave us that. He gives us the power to do that because we have the new nature and we're his children. But I think sometimes what's great is that we can read other books about the Bible, but we always have to go back to the Bible in order to discover or not discover, because it's already there, but uncover really the source of whatever the Lord is asking us to do, to be more obedient, to submit to him. He has the power. And it's just funny because it's once again, I'm like, I've read these verses before. (laughs) They're underlined in my Bible about having strength with might in the inner man. And then I'm like, I don't think I really read these verses before, or my appreciation is growing because he's, he's revealing how he can do that in my experience in my life and how he can work through me. And I'm like, okay, Lord, thank you for that. Right. And it's, it's like, it's new, right. It's, it's new, but it's not new at the same time. So uh, Peter, what about you? How has either book that you're reading exposed an area in your life where you feel like you need to grow?
3: Yeah, it's interesting what you said, um, because often it takes me a while reading the same verses. So uh, before we were recording... Uh, we were talking about what we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I shared that uh, in our Sunday school for the kids, the kids memorize Bible verses. I started memorizing Bible verses with them. Mm. And it's funny how after I read it 20 times on the 20th time, I really understand what the verse means. Right. Um, so one of the verses I was reading in Ephesians 1 And it's verse 11. It says, um, Who works all things according to the counsel of his will. I want to back it up a little bit. According to the purpose of him, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And it just uh, talks about how sovereign and in control the Lord is. um, Who works all things according to his will, according to the counsel of his will. Was for me very thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Plus, just encouraged me to memorize more Bible verses. Right, because this is not the first time it happens when I <laughs> uh, read it many, many times. Then on after, like I said, the twentieth time, a light bulb come and I understand it. So,
2: and that's the Holy Spirit, <laughs> right? Which is so great. So, with all of the reading that we're doing and the discussing that we're doing, how do we avoid getting arrogant because we're getting all this information, we're getting all this knowledge, and it can be so tempting, like as we're talking about, like feeling like we're learning something new, how do we avoid that arrogance that may come within ourselves? Like maybe we're going to get a little bit more, you know arrogant within ourselves or maybe we'll put that out to other people like you need to get on my level so how do we watch out for that
0: well i think no matter what we know or what we're engaged in there's a, a great danger there that seems to be part of the natural heart is to lift ourselves up if we go all the way back to the garden of eden it's the very first thing uh, satan tempted uh adam and eve uh, you shall be as gods and what is that but uh taking a place above what you are given mm-hmm. so um paul said i have learned in whatsoever state i am therewith to be content he was talking about material things in that context but i think it can be applied here uh we need to be um willing to accept what god has given us but realize that it is not our Efforts really that make the difference. Mm. Paul had a really good analysis in Philippians, I think it is, if I'm not mistaken, where he went through all the blessings that he was. He was an Israelite of the tribe of Benjamin, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, and lists a whole bunch of things in which he could take pride, and uh, he said, "Well, I count all of these things as as dung, as refuse, mm-hmm. manure, as we'd say today." Um, For the knowledge of Christ. And so we need to realize that everything that we have and are is a result Mm -hmm. of the work of Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, in Revelation, there's a lot there to humble us. Just looking at the very first uh, chapters, we see that the conclusion of the church age is in Laodicea. And um, that alone should make us realize that um, it's Christ who is the head of the church, mm-hmm. and no matter how hard we work or what we do, um, He's the one that sustains and uh, and carries us forward. So we really have no business patting ourselves in the back, mm-hmm. and uh, and yet at the same time we should be diligent.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And seek to know Christ and his glory. And if we're in the right frame of mind when we're reading scripture, I think particularly the Spirit of God will remind us um, mm-hmm. of our proper place. I-, I like to say one other thing scripture itself is a humbling experience if we read it right. Um, we can be taken up with books, and I have a ton of books, and I am very, we might say addicted to learning things, but it's the scripture that puts us in the right place with regard to ourselves in Christ. So I think this is a a really good lesson that we're all talking about, the scriptures as well as the books that we're uh, reading.
3: And if I can add also one thing, Patricia, if uh, it's Something that is from the Lord, that draws me closer to the Lord, um, it should not make me proud by default. It should make me more humble and uh, feel, uh, you know, glorify God, not myself. So if I'm becoming boastful, I should be, it's a red flag that uh, of what, you know, what's maybe the attitude or uh, maybe the content.
2: And I think that, that that's something I think can, well, it can easily happen no matter where we live, where we are in the world. But I think sometimes, too, when we live in a society where so many people aren't reading the Bible um, and we see like cultural trends, even among Christians, we say, like, how well do we know our Bibles? I think then when we do get to know our Bibles, it can make us feel elevated, like, oh, well, I'm doing better than the rest of whoever these other people. Christians are, right? And I think there's there is that as well, where we shouldn't fall into that trap Um and instead pray for humility as we read and as we study and constantly say, like, Lord, make me teachable. Um, and I think that will really help. Um uh, Just a couple of verses. James 4, 6 says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. In Colossians three twelve, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering. So we know that's a character of Christ, but sometimes we forget because we get excited about learning new things, um, and that can definitely make us think that we are better than others. When really, if the Lord is revealing something to us, it means the message is for us first right? <laughs> Which is always the trick. I think there's like this weird middle ground where we can feel convicted by the Holy Spirit about what we're learning. And because we are uncomfortable with that, we may want to turn it and make it be, we're like, well, now I need to tell somebody else, <laughs> right? But really the message is for me first. So, um, and yet, even though the message is for us to learn individually, how do we make sure that we avoid taking a self-centered view of the lessons that the Lord is teaching us in our books, you know, where we're not just thinking about ourselves and our lives and our blessings and our careers, but really that what we're learning turns us back to
3: God. Can I share a verse too? It's uh, Second Corinthians in the first chapter and the uh, greetings of the Paul. And he says in verse four, who comforts us, God, who comforts us, In all our afflictions, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And Mm -hmm. the point here that I think Roy mentioned it before that it's not me who gets the glory or understand, it's not my knowledge, but God gave me this comfort or this Mm -hmm. encouragement. And one reason he does that, so I can encourage someone else too,
0: mm-hmm. not only myself. I'd like to follow what Peter said as uh, an excellent verse. And I think the early part of, well, the first part of Daniel chapter 9 is a good chapter to meditate on mm-hmm. and to really think about Daniel, his situation, mm-hmm. and pay close attention to the way he prays because he's praying for the people of God. Mm. And I think if we don't have that attitude, we really are no good to other people. Hmm. Daniel, I think Nehemiah also ha- expressed the same thought. But I think anybody who who uh, is concerned about the people of God needs to spend time uh, really taking in the attitude that Daniel shows in that chapter. Yeah,
4: that's a good point.
2: Krista, how are you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs>
4: i was just gonna say that i get really excited when i'm learning something new Mm -hmm. it's something that i've read before and um i find that sometimes what i'm learning when i share it with somebody it's what they need to hear too Mm -hmm. right even though it's you know like what um peter was saying Mm -hmm. we go through these experiences and a lot of The reason why we do is because we are going to help somebody with it down the road. And if we keep what we're learning to ourselves, Mm -hmm. we miss out on being able to walk alongside somebody else in that. And a lot of times we won't even know that they are struggling with something. You know, there's been times when I've said something and somebody's like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I needed to hear because that's what I've been dealing with. And I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah." I was just excited about what I was learning, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, but it definitely does have to come from a place of wanting to, a willingness to share.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that that's just, it's like a a servant's heart, right? Um, Instead of like coming from on high, right? Um, Not that we don't need, people who are speakers to like set God, like declare God's standards. But I think definitely having that attitude as we share with others about what we're learning, that attitude of humility, it's so powerful, right? I've been through experiences and I'm sure we all have too, where you don't go through the same situation with someone, but the Lord reveals the same principle from the scripture to Mm -hmm. both of you. And you have a conversation, something simple. and. You feel such comfort because you realize like, wow, the Lord has been there for that person in the way that he has been there for me. Completely different circumstances. But it just warms your heart because you can say, wow, we both learned about his faithfulness, about his goodness, right? Um, We couldn't solve this problem ourselves. And somehow like he, he made a way when we could make no way. And it should always encourage us to really just meditate on his faithfulness. And his care for us, I mean, there's so many people, right, in this in this world on the planet that God cares for. And still, everything that he does for us individually is so perfect, tailored mm-hmm. to what we need. It's, it's such a great thing to be able to share that, right, instead of just saying, like, okay, that was for me, and just hoarding that knowledge, um, right. which I think we can do sometimes. Yeah, so... I know, Roy, we talked about this a little bit, like there's a trend though, like in our society, I would say like our Western American society of like, everything we read is about us, Mm -hmm. our blessings, what we want, what we need. And even in some other Christian books, like, and what we're learning about God is very small. So I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. Um, some wisdom (laughs) to give us about
0: that topic yeah actually i was we have talked about that before and i think we need to realize first of all it's not all about us Hmm. Uh, kind of a cliche yeah but um scripture is given to us to glorify christ first and foremost now what applies to us is is vast but it's really our occupation with christ which transforms us Hmm. and we want to be transformed into the image of Christ. That's the work of the Spirit of God. But mm-hmm. it is through the Spirit of God applying Scripture to us, but not in a way that we sometimes think, now, what should I do now? But rather, uh, what glories of Christ are appropriate for my, per- my my situation? So it's it's kind of a difficult question because there are Scriptures that apply to us, and we don't apply them to us. we ought to so that's real (laughs) so uh we need to be careful and we need to be uh before the lord about Mm. uh, what we're reading so we don't uh, misapply uh scripture but we also are willing to be molded by it Mm. and again i emphasize that it's Scripture is so marvelous and so deep and vast. And one first that comes right to mind is that we are changed into that same image step by step. The last part of 1 Corinthians 13, I think. So it's the work of the Spirit of God. You know, we can't can't gen this stuff up in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's actually one of the things that leads to pride. Uh, We think we're getting better. Because we pray more, we read more, we're <laughs> passing out more tracts. Whatever it is, we're doing more of it. And so we pat ourselves on the back and think we're doing great. Yeah. But in fact, what really transforms us is our occupation with Christ in the scriptures. And that includes good books. I'm not ignoring appropriate books to help us understand certain difficult passages of scripture. I, I desperately need good books myself. But it is the work of the Spirit of God in us through the scriptures that transforms us morally and spiritually into the image of Christ. And that's not a self occupation process. We don't notice it. That's the strange part about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's other people that notice that. But if we look at ourselves, I think I like the, what one preacher that I like used to say if we look at ourselves, we get disgusted. Now, how did he put it? <laughs> if we look around, we get discouraged. If we look within, we get disgusted. And that's true. We have to look at Christ and, in, and simply enjoy him. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean we don't judge the things in our lives that are wrong. Mm-hmm. But it is the word taken in and meditated on. Uh, I think it was Peter that was talking about that earlier. Uh, we need to meditate on the scripture and think about what it says and what it means. Uh, mm-hmm. so often you know the lord told the pharisees have you not read now here's a case where we can read over that and not realize the significance of that mm-hmm. have you not read well had they read it they'd probably memorized it right whatever passage is talking about it but they haven't really read it, it when when in one ear and out the others we'd say
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it's really important for us when we read scripture is to Pay attention to what it's saying.
2: And I think we keep circling back to the same question, right? (laughs) Have we really read, right? Um, We think about, you know, the verses that we may have learned as children, like those go-to passages. Really, if we think about it, like, when was the last time I read Psalm 23 and, like, Mm. really sat and meditated on that. Or Psalm 1. That was a big one. Psalm 1 was big in my household. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even the context of like Jesus wept, right? Because as a kid, you're like, oh man, I want to learn the shortest verse ever because that's going to be the (laughs) easiest one. But then you're like, what is going on in the context of Jesus wept, right? And yes, it's with Lazarus and his death, but I think sometimes we pass over things so quickly Um, just in our lightning speed reading. And we are missing that, that, that piece, that meditation that the Lord tells us over and over again, meditate, meditate. And it just takes me back to what you were saying, Krista, at the top of the conversation about like slowing down and pausing. Like we all Mm -hmm. live such busy lives. I mean, most of us, like we're on the East coast and the West coast and some of the busiest cities, I think. And so, Maybe in other places, it's not quite, but I mean, maybe it is. I mean, this is America, so it must be, you know, and it is really difficult to sit and just say like, Lord, what are you saying? Not to me, about me, but like about yourself, like what have you said already? And I find myself saying, I need to go back to the basics so often because sometimes we just went through it too quickly. And I love that verse. I think it's in Psalms. My meditation of him shall be sweet. And um, we need, yes, I definitely, for myself, I could say, need to get back to that. So, So thinking along those lines, meditating on the word of God, meditating on principles written about the word of God in other books that Christian authors have written, why is it so hard for us as we're learning about the Lord, his ways and his word, why is it so difficult for us to live that out to do what we know we should be doing because we've done the first step we're reading something right but why is it so hard for us to say all right, yes I need to meditate on the word of God, but to actually do it does it ever actually happen <laughs> it's tough what do you think Peter
3: uh, there's <laughs> a book yeah you put me on the spot uh there's a book. <laughs> Uh, And I I like the title of the book. It said, and now I froze, uh,
1: (laughs) Ruthless
3: Elimination of Hurry. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And often what happened with us, uh, at least in my life, and I think if it's my life, others too, we have 24 hours in our life and obligation, entertainment, responsibilities, and the Lord. But you know, maybe the Lord is not. But they they struggle to get a piece in our twenty four hour. And often we don't prioritize the Lord, uh, and don't make time for him. That mm-hmm. we are so busy. That's one of the tools that the devil uses. Mm -hmm. Keep us as busy as possible with legitimate things, good things that we don't have time to slow down and meditate and enjoy. And,
4: uh, you know,
3: spend time with the Lord.
4: Yeah. I definitely agree with Peter. Um, I feel like, you know, with COVID and the shutdown, being home all the time, we would have had more time, (laughs) but I feel like I, I feel like I'm so much busier than I was before, oh. you know. And i I think that that's his job is to distract us from having a deeper, intimate relationship with the Lord, you know. And while things we may not con- attribute it to, you know, Satan, the enemy, wanting to distract us from it, you know, like oh. um, I think it's so easy we can read it and say we fulfilled our time spent with him. Mm. Or, you know? Like a checklist. Like, a, like our checkbox. You know, like I was saying before we started recording when yeah. I I used to have a have to have a quiet time before I could do anything. And so I would just read it and be like, okay, I read my I had my quiet time and then I could go play or whatever. And I never really learned to sit at his feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I never yeah. really learned that. And I always think of the story of, of Mary and Martha.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> you know? Her gift of hospitality kept her from sitting at his feet and truly learning. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. She was upset with her sister, you know, Mary and being like, hey. Mm-hmm. Like, not what near. about me? I'm over here working to make everything easier for everybody else. And she's doing nothing. And he just wanted her to sit and meditate and listen and learn. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think it's so hard because we feel like we have to go and do all of these things in order, you know, and it could be too, because it's what's expected of us by society, by our family, uh-huh. whatever else, when in reality, his desire is for us to just sit at his feet and, le- and listen, yeah. you know, he tells us to lean, yeah. him, you know, and, and that just is so hard with what uh-huh. we have on our plates today, you know?
2: Yeah. Be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough. Roy, what do you think? Why is it so hard?
0: I think Peter and Krista really hit the nail on the head there on both cases. Mm. And it strikes to me that strikes me that uh, Peter was talking about the the head being right. In other words, getting your priorities straight. In other words, the externals we have to deal with it with the externals. But Krista touched on what's in the heart and that's really Mm -hmm. beautiful because sitting at the Lord's feet is really the key when we open our Bibles we can open it to study and that's mostly what I do but there needs to be that time and that sense even if you're studying for a Bible study of sitting at the Lord's feet he's he's telling us about himself Mm -hmm. and not every passage is about us Not at every passage is explicitly even about Christ, but it all is the wisdom of God, and uh, so we need to approach it that way. And I'll just add one little thing: maybe not thinking of it, we try too hard. (laughs) You know, don't try too hard. You know, in other words, God wants to reveal Himself to us. Yeah. And that, that is the key. God wants to reveal it to us. And he can reveal himself to us mm-hmm. in all kinds of ways, you know, even, you know, through nature and experiences. But we interpret all that by our knowledge that we gain through the scriptures. That's his explicit revelation to us. And if we take it up, just as Christ has said, sitting at his feet, we'll be fed. We'll be encouraged. And then we can pass that on to others.
2: That's really, really good, Roy. And it's funny because as you were talking, it reminded me of that whole, like we're trying so hard thing that sometimes we read scriptures in the Bible and we think God is saying, try harder. (laughs) And we do have to put forth some effort. There is effort, but he wants us to surrender to him, submit to him first. And so I was going, and I was like, where are these verses? So in Jude, Verse 20. Recently, I had someone speaking to me about this about how sometimes we interpret these verses as just try harder, try harder, but really the Lord is the one that makes it all possible. Jude 20. But ye beloved, build up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is unto eternal life. And the three phrases that were highlighted to me were build up, pray, keep yourself, look for the Lord Jesus and how like, yes, we do have to do some work and building. That would be the reading, right? That we're doing the talking with other believers the studying, talking to the Lord, but we have to pray and we need to look for the Lord as well, because he's, he's our hope. <laughs> he's the only one that can help us. Cause right now I'm like, man, I need to meditate more on the word of God, where am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? And I can already feel my brain trying to figure out how to section up my day. And I just need to ask the Lord to help me first, right? Before we dizzy ourselves in that process. So thank you, Roy, for saying that because (laughs) sometimes we don't even realize how hard we're trying and trying and trying. And we just need to ask the Lord for help because he, he will reveal it to us how we can go about staying close to him and being on this journey with him and abiding in him. So any final thoughts on uh, what we're reading for today?
3: I just encourage everybody. I myself struggle in reading, Hmm. um, but find creative ways and build these habits Hmm. uh, to read because you're investing, investing in your life
5: Hmm. and
3: your life of your family. If, um, you're living with mom and dad, and uh, or you're married and have kids. You know, uh, regardless. Uh, like I said, the audiobooks were great. Or uh, listening and reading at the same time. Setting time in the morning to read before you start your day when your mind is fresh.
2: That's really good, Peter. Practical, practical words from Peter. So thank you so much, um, Krista, Roy, Peter, for the conversation today. Um, I definitely feel like I've got to add another book to my list. Was it Disciplines of a Godly Man, you said? (laughs) So I'm definitely interested. So to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you are interested in some of the books we've been reading. We talked about Ephesians. We talked about the book of Revelation. We talked about Chris's book, about the book of Esther, Principles of a Godly Man or Disciplines of a Godly Man and Peacemaker as well. So we hope that the discussion piqued your interest, not just to read a book about the Bible, but to read the Bible itself and also to just get you know, more established in those good habits that the Lord tells us will help us in our faith. So thank you everybody for joining us and until next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the Patterns of Truth podcast. We invite you to join us for our next episode. And we also encourage you to check out parentsoftruth.org where we post articles every week for the encouragement and growth of Christ followers. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to submit them on our website. I'm Peter. Until next time.